special episode we are rounding out our special series of a gratitude to all our eg players who've given us a memorable 2022 uh, as we kind of close out the season the whole split we want to take a moment and just recognize the contributions their the amazing memories that they've given us and today we're going to talk about the probably the leader i would say right no doubt the leader of eg in the grandpa mm-hmm. of Evil Geniuses <laughs> and joining me and of course is none other than, you know, uh, would it be fair to call you super fan of Impact, Andrea? <laughs> I mean, if you want to say that, sure, you can. <laughs> As someone, uh, we've talked in previous episodes about how you got in touch with a League of Legends and he had a pivotal role in that and you've been uh, following him, not just him, but of course he played a big part in it and oh, one of the memories you probably won't ever forget was actually uh, meeting him in person. <laughs> That's true. I got impact after <laughs> years and years of being a fan. I could see him for the first time play in a live event. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And yes, hi, I'm Andrea. I'm here to talk about impact. He's my favorite player that still plays League of Legends. Uh, he's the person that I uh, became an EG fan for in the first place. So yeah, pretty Pretty big deal. <laughs> yes. We're going mm-hmm. to have a dedication to him. Of course, we're going to get to learn, you know, for, for a player that has been in the League of Legends esports, right? International sensation. Um, probably People probably know a lot about him, but at the same time, I feel like people only know him on the riff. So it takes a moment to talk a little bit for those who are new to the EG fandom, for those who are maybe FlyQuest people who are not able to enjoy him <laughs> now for 2023. Uh, who impact is not just the player but the person and we're gonna go through his uh very decorated um career up until so far so let's start like all the way in the beginning 2012 (laughs) this was 10 years ago 10 yes he has been playing for 10 years that's so wild i have to think about like what i was doing 10 years ago (laughs) that he wants to play for as long as he can uh, but mostly he wants to play longer than Faker, so <laughs> he's not going to give up until after Faker gives. So I hope you all know that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think that would make him the longest, you know, uh, League of Legends player ever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's he's working on that, yeah, for sure. He's definitely on the list of the people that can say that, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, so. Yeah, he started playing in 2012, and he started playing as support. I don't know if many people know that, but Ooh. he had a whole, an entire year playing as the support for Cynic Storms in 2012. Um, 2012. He has, yeah. yeah, 
that I mean I have never watched those games because mm-hmm. let's be real and honest <laughs> about League of Legends. That game was so ugly. No yes. one can make me go watch games from season two. <laughs> like I'm so sorry, I'm not gonna do it. I barely I barely I barely can stand watching season three games. I don't know how I could <laughs> Yeah. It's just it's just an ugly it, game, sorry. It's unwatchable. You know, I've played the beta, what well, not the beta. The first year it came out, uh, that didn't capture me. That didn't hold my attention long enough. So I can't imagine watching it. Yeah. It but was, he was such there. a different game. Yeah. It was there. Yes. And then at the end of that year he was considering role swapping and going top lane. And one of the most uh, one of the fun things I've learned about him is that uh, he was allegedly going to be the replacement for Reaper because Reaper, who people don't know also, maybe, but Reaper was considered the best top laner in the world at some point in season two. <laughs> and he was like really a really big, big name. And he was in the team called Asubu Blaze, which was one of the most, uh, I don't know how to say, like important teams of the time. And then Allegedly, Impact was going to replace Reaper, which is fun when you think about the fact that Reaper ended up being Impact's coach eventually. And then uh, that fell through, but he decided to still go on and become a top laner, and that's how he ended up in SKT. <laughs> and he's <laughs> and been like, top lane since then, right? He hasn't made any changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ever since season three, he's been, he started support, playing a bunch of Alistar, mm. just walking around and being, you know... All the star things. He, in fact, he still like sometimes when he, he plays all the star when he overalls. Although I think like every single pro gamer is like a top laner or a jungler or something like that. When they play support, they just default to playing Blitzcrank for some reason, <laughs> and I don't know why. It's it's so disgusting. I hate that champion I so hate much. That cha- oh my gosh, I hate that champion. It's it's. You, yeah. I'm a support so main. Annoying. I get to. Like, yeah, you get to watch your AD carry get hooked every single time. <laughs> And it's not fun, and then they ping you and blame you. So yeah, I hate a champion. <laughs> so yeah, people remember, in fact, from being a world champion, even if no, even if I doubt many people have watched him play. I know for a fact that Joyopin hasn't watched it fully. <laughs> and he barely even knows that Impact is a world champion for sure. I'm pretty sure he only knows because it's like really important. Right. <laughs> oh man. I don't. I, but yeah. I just try to imagine if JoJo can handle, you know, that that you know, League of Legends in the early days. But I don't oof. think. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty early to watch, but I did watch most of the games. Um, <laughs> I remember many of them very well. In fact, um, so he ha- he played in the World Championship, won World Championship with SKT One. He got a Jack skin out of it, which is kind of really funny because he doesn't play a champion at all. <laughs> no like, kidding. I I just people people. Uh, I've seen people think that he does, and I just, just find it so weird because the reason why he played, the reason why he got the Jack skin, was because that was a strong, a strong champion at the moment, but not so strong to be banned all the time. You know what was banned all the time? Shen. Shen oh. was banned every single game, mm. and therefore he never even played Shen because it was always banned. But like, I think yeah. Shen is a much more emblematic champion for mm-hmm. Impact. But like, Shen is the Shen is the champion that he was playing in the fifth in that game five of the mm. summer finals for OGN that's so famous for that fake out play you know the fa- mm. the set be set matchup mm. so we had the set be set matchup and we had the Shen be Shen matchup wow because because OGN used to do the blind pick mm-hmm. for game five right so we yes. had the double Shen the double mm-hmm. set it's <laughs> like because Shen wa- because Shen was always banned because he was so strong yes and like 
so like if I if I there's a really weird thing is like impact ended up having a Jack skin despite the fact that he never played a champion outside of that tournament. <laughs> He's much much more of a Renekton player, you know. <sighs> if if we are thinking about that era of League of Legends, much more of a Renekton player for sure. Mm. But well. Yeah, no, Shen makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Uh, and like you said, very, very much uh, on point for impact. I, I, yeah, I'm surprised to learn that he ne he doesn't do Jax. I mean, I thought he looked good. No, I mean, Jax is just, so like, Jax is just not the type of champion impact plays. He doesn't mm. do split pushers that much. He's mm. just not, because it's not really the type of thing that he's strong for, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. His strengths are team fighting and making space for his teammates and things mm. like that. Yeah. And when you play a lot of split pushers, it's more about getting advantages on side lane. And side lane it's not that he cannot do that, mm -hmm. but it's not exactly the thing that he's famous for, mm. right? All right. So like things like Camille, Fiora, Jax mm -hmm. are not exactly in his wheelhouse. And it's not because he cannot play them. It's because they don't really play the way he plays the game. Right. Which uh, it's so strange to kind of think about when most uh, top laners, solo laners, right, try to split push a lot or or uh, take that. But uh, you're right. His 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 most uh, pun intended impactful play has mostly been on the team fighting champs and being able to uh, be part of mm -hmm. the part of like you know uh, part of many fights and changing. Man, I'm just getting flashbacks about some of the things he tried to do on a Renekton, or and we'll talk about that as we go through the years. Uh, but yeah, mm -hmm. that's good to learn. That's good to know. Um, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Now, nah, wow, that's <laughs> that's awesome to hear. That you know his checks was so random. <laughs> yeah, another fun fact about this era is that um, after Worlds, you know how we I just saw it in the morning. By the way, this, today is. Uh, December 22, and we just had all these inform, all these tweets about the LCK awards that just happened. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, there was something similar to this, like awards that were given to like different uh, players for the like sort of like uh, uh, best of laner of the year or best, best mm -hmm. no best best mid laner of the year or below, like mm. things like that. And everyone on SKT got it except. <laughs> <laughs> So, so like, if you saw the awards, it was like Faker, Piglet, Mandu, Bengi, and and then the top laner they gave the award to was Flame. <laughs> so it was a little bit of a, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh man. that was really funny. And he was like, "It's fine, I don't care." And it's it's, it's really a, a very impacting him. <laughs> Can we spoil? Can we spoil? Because that's kind of what happened. Yes, <laughs> yes. Every EG player, and then someday. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. <laughs> it was a little bit like that. <laughs> oh, my it's just, God. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> oh. uh, afterwards, uh, SKT went, went back to Korea, and they still had this tournament called the OGN Winter, mm. which is like OGN had spring, summer, and then they also did a tournament after, <laughs> which is kind of wild to think about with the yeah. scheduling. In December, from December to November, I think, no, I think at the end of November, start of January. Hmm. I think that's the dates of the tournament. So SKT did something that I don't think anyone else has done since, which is sweep a whole tournament. They didn't lose a single game in a Ooh. tournament. Wow. Not in groups, not in playoffs. So Ooh. that was like the peak, the golden era of skating, which they run over worlds and then come back to Korea and run over Korea. And that's the, the most dominant, one of the most dominant runs of any Korean team. So is, that, <laughs> so is that like akin to what the LPL called the uh, the Golden Road, where they win uh, spring, MSI, summer, worlds? 
because I don't think anyone I mean, has no ever achieved that. No one has done that, that right? Yeah, no. nobody has ever done that. But that was the golden no. road. You know, the RNG was supposed to be favorite for that. So, that, so it was yeah. that kind of dominance <laughs> we're seeing from SKT back then. Yeah, unfortunately, it didn't last long. And it's it just it just tends to happen that like mm. when you go super high and you get you become really dominant. I think Peter talked about this when he was here mm-hmm. that it's just hard to stay on top because people are trying to catch up. Yep. And the same thing happened to EG because they were so good that no one was contesting. Mm-hmm. Then when they people started contesting, then they were like, oh, they got like, you know, mm-hmm. that happened yeah. in playoffs because EG was winning 80% of their screams. Mm-hmm. And suddenly like, they are not getting competition, so they are not improving and right. everyone else around them is improving. Mm-hmm. So that, that tends to happen. And I think that happened to SKT because everyone suddenly was looking at them, looking at their tape, what, trying to catch up with them. So yeah, it had to, it had to happen. So in 2014, SKT1 just had mediocre to bad results and then they didn't manage to make mm. and like most of the players didn't have like the best performances i think uh yeah i will say most didn't have <laughs> uh so there's this really funny moment in which uh because uh Oyen used to do this trash talks trash talk sermons in which they had the players talk about the about the enemies and and the, the trash talk that people gave to impact was you just so you just died solo to Smev, and like that's like it's Smev, like one of the worst top laners in the league, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which no. is funny in, case, in hindsight, it's really funny to think about. So, mm-hmm. like, people made fun of Impact because he was dying solo to Smev and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible, <laughs> mm. Mm. so yeah, 14 2014 was bad year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go next, mm-hmm. and then 2015 happened, and that's when Impact went to LCS. Wow, he had such a great, like, um. He could have. He could have. I think he could have still been one of the best LCK players. But you know, there was an attraction. So why did he come to? So the thing that LCS? happened is that the thing that happened is that Skitty had him on the team at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. But he was going to be sharing a spot with mm. Marin, and I don't think anyone no. wants to share a spot. No, no. <laughs> and 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 it was really obvious that he, that Skitty was planning on keeping Marin as the starter. So I think. He was not like feeling too hot about that, and he was a little bit too late on being released for like looking for a team in China. And even if he had, I don't, I'm not sure he will have wanted to go to China because what he said back then was that he became interested in in America when because I don't know if you remember uh, the World Championship was in America in 2013, like the yeah. century World Championship were in America. Yes, that was a so Staples Center. They all, yeah, exactly. So they. So that he got to like be around, like he really liked it, and he thought it wasn't a bad idea to to just travel, you know. I mean, mm. it's an opportunity for just yeah, getting going somewhere else, somewhere some other mm-hmm. region. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so that was uh, an attraction for him, like getting to see an LCS around. He could he could have picked any other region. I think back then, um, you know, some went to EU. Very few mm-hmm. went to LPL, I think, but. Yeah. No, there was a good amount of people who went to LPL. Yeah, it was from, the Korean Oh, that's right, Exodus, that's right. Ah, what am I thinking? What am I talking about? No, the, <laughs> LPL was an option. EU was an option. LCS was still... Everywhere in the world was an uh, option. Yeah. yeah, if you're a top player. There was player, a huge... Hmm. Yeah, there was a huge wave of people leaving OCK to other regions. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, and because all the other regions were similar in level, like, there was no... Like, LPL wasn't really... The LPL was not as elite as it is now. So it's mm-hmm. like... Maybe not as attractive as it is now, except for the fact that they pay you a lot. <laughs> exactly. You know, you the money. money was a really big deal, I think. 
But anyway, uh, he decided to come to LCS, and the team he joined was Team Impulse, which was Impact, Rush, Shao Shao. Oh my goodness, how did I forget the name? Apollo, sorry, Apollo, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Apollo and Adrian. Oh, um... So this is Rush, uh, you know, the, the first year of Rush. He was a rookie, he was nobody. Mm. And then Team Impulse just came into the league and was like, yes, let's go. And they played super fun, super fast and loose. And they mostly top side focused because they had impact and they had Show mm. Show, who was like a psycho. <laughs> and it was just it was just so much fun to watch. That thing was just so much fun to watch. It was one, it's one of my favorite teams uh, of the LC. Yeah. Unfortunately, they had some issues because Shawe Shaw got yeah. himself in trouble for for Elo boosting, <laughs> <laughs> and they had to play with a with a with a field mid laner. It, it was it was such a it was such a so they couldn't make worlds because they rush got gaps by um by high playing jungle mm. for some reason. It, it was it was <laughs> God, 2015 was such an era of LCS. It was so much. Fun. Wow, I missed a lot. Now I yeah. gotta look into. <laughs> <laughs> then in 2016 impact uh i mean team impulse was such a mess of, i'm not gonna lie like <laughs> they were i mean that's how lcs starts were by the end right mm. organizations were yeah, very messy just <laughs> so like they won't pay or sometimes they would mess up contracts it was it was it was like that wow so impact uh, decided to flee and joined Ener Ener energy and that team was also horrible, <laughs> but even worse because they didn't even win. <laughs> it was so bad. They didn't win a single game. No, they won, but like oh, they... it was just that team. That team shouldn't have been so bad, I think. Oh god. Uh, so energy was Impact, Moon, uh, GVM. I'm forgetting the Altec Let me and Quan Quan. Yes. So okay, okay. The team sounds really bad now that I say it, but. <laughs> Energy was a really fun team to follow because they had this... I don't know if she was the social media manager or if she was just the manager in general, but she was always posting uh, cute stuff about the team on, on Snapchat. Hmm. And she was like sharing, GVM is going to go and get this paperwork done. And she will share the pictures of him and she will share little videos of the team doing doing like yoga and stuff like that hmm. all the time on Snapchat, which is was, which I'm, it's like a little bit like how teams do that on Instagram now. I yeah. don't think Instagram had stories back then. So back then the method was in Snapchat. Yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, back in it was, those days. It was but a, they were active in social at, media. So that's good content. At least, at least the content was, at least the content was. <laughs> Elite content. <laughs> yeah. And then 2016, in the middle of, uh, during the mid season, um, impact, got to have a chance to join C9, which is a much more prestigious organization, mm. a much bigger opportunity for him, right? Wow. Yeah. Um, and so the C9 era team? was born. So that team was Impact, Medios, Jensen, Sneaky, and Smoothie. Oh, wow. Uh, they had two supports. It was Bonifufu and Smoothie sharing a spot, but I think eventually it went to Smoothie. Bunny. Yeah. Oh, man. That's already a strong team at that point. I recognize these yeah, names really and I haven't been watching. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. They didn't perform super well in like uh, in regular season, but eventually they turned it up. Uh, I think they took a while to to adjust, but like eventually they turned it up and they went to worlds. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the year where the top meme was top top top, top I meme was born, <laughs> by the way, because yeah, because Impact's English was not really cool <laughs> back then. So he will. So so like there was this interview with Meteos in which he's mm -hmm. they ask him. So what is it like working with Impact? And, and me is like, well, it's pretty simple. I just, I'm just minding my own business, and I hear him say, "Top die," and the top laner dies. 
<laughs> and because he was like, he's impacts trying to communicate that the top laner is going to die soon, right? Uh -huh. like, I'm gonna kill him or something like that. Uh -huh. But, he, but the that. way he said it is like, top die. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is so a... that's when that meme was born. He's probably developing his English. And he English. got a bunch of solo easy. kills. Make it easy. In the, in the, <laughs> In the gauntlet run, he mm -hmm. got a bunch of solo kills on Huni and or like mm. and on like uh, the other guy. I don't remember the other top laner. Um, this was um, at international or like still LCS. No, in 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 the playoffs. In, in the playoffs. Playoffs or in the gauntlet run. Mm -hmm. um, Seraph, shout out to Seraph. 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 If anyone remembers Seraph, you're no It's been a while, but yeah, he got he started like just murdering people. So he started becoming like uh, you know you know the meme about playoffs impact too, right? Like how he's like sang back playoffs impact how he yes the yes that person, one that one kept then, alive even yeah, when he joined that, eg yeah that was that there. also started there because because mm. in playoffs people were like oh this guy is washed <laughs> 2016 <laughs> and people were already saying that impact was washed by the way but oh, like <laughs> wow it's been going on for a while but like yeah and then he turned it up on playoffs so that's mm -hmm. when that that was the start of this of this sort of narrative that became his brand um when I start watching uh, him and he was with TL back then. So, wow, it was born when he was with C9. Yeah, it's been a while. He just <laughs> doesn't perform as well in regular season and it's fine, you know? Yeah. For those who haven't been following the LCS for too long, um, you know, there's always these um, talks about the uh there was a lot of memes for sure and they they the running joke was that people come to the lcs to retire they're not here to take it seriously you know all these major imports for a while that kind of seemed true but you have these special players like core jj and impact who kind of broke that trend or broke the uh wasn't I mean, following the, the stereotype. end of the day is like it's a case by case mm -hmm. true but you know that was and with kind impact of like, he was always worth mm -hmm. harder than he he was always committed here like mm -hmm. i just i don't know he's a guy that i respect a lot absolutely so how like, can you not Sinai went to he Sinai went to worlds in 2016 and then they they got out of groups as Sinai does and yeah, then they right. played against um and then they got destroyed by uh <laughs> by uh samsung oh the, by samsung galaxy was, was, was that the year samsung <laughs> got won? by samsung galaxy no that's the next yeah. year next but next year okay this is yeah. the years when samsung went to hot finals mm. They went to finals, though, so... Yes. No shame there. Uh, no shame there, but... Yeah, you know. yeah no shame. Good stuff. Um, then in 2017, uh, C9 swatched, switched out medios for contracts. So <laughs> that was kind of huge. Mm. Contracts was like 17 years old, 16 years old. Don't remember exactly. But they run the same team, except for changing medios for contracts. And then, well, C9 had a really dominant year, I feel. Oh, they also had a top laner, a diff, uh, top laner that they will put in games sometimes. Do you remember that? Uh, that was not the year that I started watching, but let me see. I have oh, okay, it. sorry. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. For... No, no, ah. don't worry. Don't worry. So <laughs> uh, C9 brought in Ray, who was um, a Korean top laner who had been playing for other LCS team, mm. for another LCS team. And he was like a little bit of impacts kind of... Um, how do you say trainee or like uh like a he mentee, was his protege like you, you know protege yeah. oh yeah 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 so like impact sometimes will play games and sometimes will play games they had that going mm -hmm. on in, during spring most mostly because in summer uh, impact played most of the games i think but yeah mm -hmm. c9 you know they always like playing around with their their roster their roster yeah they switch around to fill in. It's, it's it's something they do <laughs> i don't think they do it as much anymore but back then they definitely did a lot so uh 
but yeah, it was a really dominant year. I think Impact won uh, all pro this year, and he was like in general considered like one of the strongest top laners. I mean, he's always considered one of the best, right? Mm-hmm. In the league. Yeah. yeah. And C9 again went to Worlds this year. They went to Worlds, and then uh, they also got out of groups. I think Impact had a really good performance at Worlds, so like it was like a really good year for him in general. Uh, so that in 2017, that was the end of his contract, mm-hmm. and he decided to like explore free agency. Like, yeah, I remember that Jack came out and said that he will try to match the offers, but it turns out that <laughs> the Team Liquid had a lot of money that year. Yep, <laughs> they had a lot of money that Liquid went and said, no, 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 here's here's what I'm offering, and came huh? back, okay, fine, I guess I got Team Liquid. But I think I think also like it's probable that they. C9, C9 players just keep leaving C9 to mm. win in other teams, you know? Yes. Because this happened to Impact and then happened to Jensen too because Jensen also left C9, left C9. and mm. then won a championship right away. <laughs> because C9 didn't do a lot of winning championships up until very recently. In the LCS or in... They always Yeah, get in the close. middle, right? Because mm. when they started, they won. And then suddenly, they, and then after that, they got a lot of second places I remember. or third places, but not, not many wins. Yeah, during those times, C9 I'm was... Going them going to finals and losing finals was a thing for a while. <laughs> yes, that's exactly where I was going. They have this team. They're, they're always talented. They're always good. But somehow, some way, once they get to the finals or even semifinals, something happens. It's just part of this team. But hey, they changed their fortune around lately. And so yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see yeah. what happens. But a good lot of talent does come from C9. They have a good... I feel, I feel like before, you know, challengers and academy and amateurs and all that, C9 had a good... Uh, pipeline of identifying players in some way. I mean, they always had yeah good good eyes on the talent that was around them, and they also had the ability to get that talent. Mm-hmm. It's like, and, and that was like kind of their difference maker for them. Like they had like sort of they had that method of doing things, and they trust themselves to put people on team that other people wouldn't. Put, that many other people like you wouldn't risk it. Like, mm-hmm. what, do you have you have media there? Why why are you risking uh, a rookie not working out? But they will be like, no, 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 we can't make this work out. So it's the confidence. Yeah, I'm talking too much about C9. I don't even like that. <laughs> Let's, get, know, back Let's know, get back on track. Let's get back on track. Is that, 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 I'm mm-hmm. an Impact fan. I had to like watch him play on C9. I'm like biggest C9 anti-fan ever. <laughs> so it's so random. <laughs> it's like it's like your loyalty. Where, where do you go from here? You have to pick. Do you yeah, no, root for the player and the team so that he's so on? We, so we got to the UTL era, which mm-hmm. longest he has been on a team, I feel. Uh, yeah. It looks like he's been there for three. It's three years. Three he years. was there for three years. Mm-hmm. So no, four. I'm um, not three, three. I'm sorry. I cannot 18. count. Let's remember yeah. that. I cannot count. <laughs> I cannot. No, count. Three years. Three years is right. <laughs> three years, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the longest he's been on a team. Usually, yeah, uh, it's two. And he, I think he enjoyed very much being on that team. Uh, they got four championships in a row. That's so wild. That team. That team was just like, yeah, I mean, I don't know how to say this. They were they just a super team. To, to... They dominated the, yeah. the region. That's as close as a super team as you get, I mm-hmm. think. I don't, I'm not sure if I will call it that, but maybe the, the 2020, the 2019 iteration for sure on a super team. Uh, it's Impact, Xmiti, Jensen, Double, Double Lift, and Core Yeye. Core, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's as close as a super team. Yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah. They also had the one of the biggest achievements of of an N18, which is going to going to MSI finals after beating uh, Invictus Gaming. Yes. In the semifinals, 
that was huge. Nobody like, gave them a chance. You have other teams that had done it, but yeah, yeah nobody gave them a chance. For I don't think they even themselves gave themselves <laughs> a chance, but like they went out of it and like decided to win. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. Also, like, have you watched the impact play in that in that game? Ah, uh, I, I can I have to remember. I I remember he watching. Was, he was okay. He was playing Nico, Nico, and uh, you were diving top lane. <laughs> I mean, they were not diving, but like they were sieging in the mm -hmm. top lane, uh, outside of the the base. And then impact is like, okay, here I go, and he engages Nico and catches a bunch of people there, and then that's how TL turned the game. Oh wow! And they win that game. So it's like very. It stays in my mind. Like that was a really big moment. Mm. Um. But yeah, that Team Liquid was really strong for two years, and then the third year they just <laughs> collapsed completely. It was I don't know I haven't seen Collapse a fall like that in a, in a long time from a team, but anyway. it was really yeah. But then again, that happened to C9. That <laughs> C9, so the, you saw the, it happening even as they were going into playoffs. But Team Liquid, maybe you know, I think they got hit by the same issue, right? They were too good for too long, and nobody wanted to. You know, challenge them. Yeah, and I mean, like they kept trying to like. I feel like the issue with TL is they kept trying to make it better, mm -hmm. but it's like I don't know how much better it can get. So when they 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 rested on Broxine, and everyone got so demotivated, and then Dolly had his down year. Mm -hmm. It was so so much happening at the same time. So yeah, it's like eventually it was going to happen. Like, yeah. Eventually they were going to not be as good. So, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, tell me about the Shen incident in twenty. Oh. Shen incident is like that time where uh, Impact picked Shen and like like completely almost. <laughs> you haven't seen that. Don't it remember this. Video. I know I was watching, but I don't remember the Shen incident. Yeah, like he was playing Shen versus, and he just. I remember this very clearly because a couple of I don't know if that was the same, way, but like Soas was complaining that he was being forced to play in dog champions like Shen, <laughs> and then and then that game Impact was like, no, 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 I carry with this. <laughs> And he's just one between on the Shen. And he did the same thing in his first year in year, where he's like, every, a lot of people were complaining about Impact not playing Camille, right? Because Camille mm -hmm. was super strong in right. early 2021, in, mm -hmm. in spring. Yeah. Yeah, Camille was super strong. Like, she was just chogat R on her queue and all that. And and I remember that people were like, but why isn't Impact playing this? And what is it? and then Impact's like, well, I'm going to counter this with, with Shen. <laughs> and he was playing in, in, into Shen into Camille and then Camille cannot breathe. She cannot do anything at all. <laughs> and like he was just solo carrying the game with the most damage, damage in the game as Shen. Shen. Oh my! Yeah, it was. Yeah, this is an evil genius game, by the way. Um, Look, this is an evil genius game versus FlyQuest mm. in spring of 2021. <laughs> I have to rewind. You know, I was a EG fan in 2022. <laughs> okay okay fair fair oh man but he did such uh, you know what when you look up impact shen's play there's so many highlight plays too so wow yeah i think that's a really good champion because i also remember this time when he, they were playing versus mm. and like so like edg world and there are i think it's jensen playing oriana i'm not sure but and impacts playing Shen, and then Scout, who was the mid laner for EDG during most of the time. <laughs> yeah, Scout was EDG's mid laner, and he's like, you know, he when he was younger, he was, I mean, he still is, but when he was younger, he was incredibly aggressive and like a very lane focused player. Mm. So he was playing like Lucian into Oriana. Oh, wow. And completely annihilating Jensen in the one he won. <gasps> but of course, he wants to push that lead forward, he wants to make things happen, right? Mm hmm. But Impact's playing Shen, guys. 
<laughs> so he, of course he eventually overcommit and then mm. oh guess jensen just has an alt button but he can click and the impact <laughs> can come to his lane and ruin the day exactly. of scout yeah and that's how yeah and that's that's how you beat EVG because EVG really only was about Scout winning the game for them back then. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so smart. So smart. But yes. So it's just like like Chinese are Chinese kind of kind of kind of good. You know how to play him mm -hmm. in, in in the matchups that you if you know the good matchups and like he can get super good threats in lane mm -hmm. and he can also like obviously like has the biggest strength of being like so eventually having another global and like giving you the chance to play for other other lanes it's a really good impact champion in general it fits him it's a great um you know to support your mm -hmm. team for, uh, it's a global alt and it's great when you're talking about before right as a team fight that shen fits that he can he's a great um champion to be um helping the team uh protecting the team but while also like getting in getting down and dirty with team fights uh, but he doesn't play that all the time. I mean, that, this might be some characteristics we can talk about from Impact. Is he has these like champions that he doesn't, he's good at, but he doesn't always pick yeah. them, and he just knows when to do so. A little preview. yeah, he definitely has like some really spicy. I mean, we talk about the Shen because he knows like the matchups and he knows when to bring it out as a counter. I mean, no one was playing Shen right <laughs> when I when I was telling you about the Camille thing. Yeah. No one was playing just randomly brings it out because he thinks it's a good counter or like the Murder Kaiser that he brought out just just this MSI in twenty twenty. He also played that MSI. He's like he knows the matchups. Like for example, versus Soren, he picked it up. He he picked it on versus Soren and finals i think uh, yeah I it, was one of, it was one like... it was in the playoffs spring playoffs i can't remember which one but uh, orn yeah. was such a um you know a prior pick for top yeah it was such a prior pick and then it's like okay but we have the counter and impact just brings out more character and destroys the orn right oh my gosh that was uh, so funny there's also the singed mm. which he played in the 2017 world championships it's like there's always a singed angle somewhere you know <laughs> so it's there's all these little pick he likes bringing out like he, he sees the angle for them we'll bring them up and they're very and he's very good at them man such a such a special player such a special player now the flop of tl was a good time for him to exit and during this time even the eg staff was very surprised that he was available um they thought that tl would do everything to resign him but this makes mm. it the third team that impact joins that you know either won a championship or finish in the finals. Let's talk about yeah. Impact in EG now. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, first of all, like, uh, I think during the first year of EG, people were, like, worried about EG because they didn't see, like, a carry on the team. Mm -hmm. And, like, for like, when the year started, the team was the Impact, Svenskar, and Yusuke, Defli, and, and Igna, right? Mm -hmm. And Yusuke had a kind of a bad year the year before because um, well, I'm not going to get into details over that but like he didn't have the best reputation in NA he, people didn't think he was good at all so like when people saw this team it's like who's going to carry like like I, they haven't seen Impact do that in a while they haven't seen Jisuke play good so it's like this team seems like it's going nowhere mm, they were very critical about it I and I think that. and I think one of the things I really enjoyed about the year when they started first was that they started getting really like having a lot of fun with the solo lanes. Yeah. So like a lot of the things that Impact did on EG, I hadn't seen him do in a while. It's so, like he was like perma roaming around towards mid or 
Jisuke will go top lane and at certain times and like they will just complete, continuously dive top lane or continuously dive mid lane. They were like teaming up a lot for doing things like that. And they and they leaned a lot more on his on his aggressive champion pool picks than Impact had done before. Like this is the era where he was like Perma picking Renekton and winning games just by picking Renekton. <laughs> and which is people meme a lot about the Renekton, but Renekton EG has like a 70% win rate when playing Renekton. <laughs> because it's a it's it's a pick that fits a lot of the things that they want to do. Well, they wanted to do. Mm. Like a lot of the the way they want to play the game, it fits a lot in there, right? Mm. Not only that, but like you can move it around, so like you can put it mid lane, you can put it top lane. And if your players are willing to swap, you can give it to either of them. So like it's also something that you did try to practice a lot during during 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, if you saw them, they did they did it in LCS and they also did it in Academy. So it's like having this sort of really strong solo lane, sort of like flexibility. I think I think Yuzuki at some point played like Nico Top <laughs> for yeah during the LCS season. Yeah, it wasn't particularly good. Mm -hmm. it, it, but, but, but you EG. know, the, the you, you, was you made. were looking at EG the and they just tried about just about anything. It was wild and it was fun, but also not winning a lot. But yeah, a lot of a lot of the time, definitely they leaned a lot more on playing towards topside and and impacts uh, having a lot more of like using his lane more for for pressure than 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 he has done in the past. So I think he seemed to be having a lot more fun with the game. I think him and Jisuke had such a such a strong synergy and they looked like they were just literally i mean they look like they were having fun and they talked a lot about this i were like like yeah i mean i just know when he, i just i will just drop stuff for him and he will just drop stuff for me and we will just do everything to get each other ahead and it's like he they love playing together so much which is uh which was like i don't know i i was surprised by that you know mm. it's like i don't know it seemed to me like it was a really fun year to watch Impact play, at least. I mean, I know this year it wasn't very much like that because clearly they were trying to, like... And it would have been too much to handle with Joy Open being new and all that. Mm -hmm. So, like, it was a lot more like just leaving him to do his own thing and then just the mid-jungle will be the focus. I would be thinking about, like, uh, sort of how, how Impact fit with the team because... Uh, when I remember our conversation with Peter, he mentioned that Impact was brought in to be that leader, to be able to, you know, mm -hmm. um, mentor, but also keep the, you know, the younger players in check when they're uh, they're too loose or their egos are going a little wild. That didn't fit quite well with the 2021 team because there was a lot more veterans. Him, Scarian, definitely Ignar. I mean, Impact was the captain for him. Yeah. He has always been. I mean, that's the way they talked about mm -hmm. him. He was the cultural leader and the captain of the team. Even if you think like there's a lot of veterans, I mean, there was always have to be someone that's like, you know, leading. Right. That that hit, that continued to be his role because that's the the, the quality that that the G staff was going mm -hmm. after. Uh, it's just that perhaps he wasn't needed to be more of the that that. Um, yeah, for sure. But I don't think role. even if you're a veteran, mm -hmm. it doesn't. I don't think you're always like always talking or always like mm -hmm. leading plays or always like. Sometimes you can just be a veteran and just mm -hmm. be quieter. I think, I don't know. <laughs> Which lends me to believe that he could have more fun. He could be a little bit more loose because, you know, the others are uh, mm -hmm. are not yep. necessarily looking for directions or, like, you know, um, things like that, but just uh, synergy. Yeah, and... but he was definitely a big voice mm -hmm. on the team. Uh, I remember a lot of people talking about this and like, he just feels a lot of that role of the income leader. Mm-hmm. 
even back then. Yeah. So his his play style was definitely different in 21 than he did in 2022. Mm. But yeah, I I probably have to go back and now watch the whole 2021 season and see how much fun he was with Jisuke. Jisuke is always fun. I've I've followed him since his like uh, Jisuke was definitely very fun, and I'm so glad that people turned uh, around about him because. They were for sure, people did not like him at all in spring. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand why, but I also feel like people were like focusing too much on the bad things he did mm-hmm. and not taking the time to actually appreciate how good, because he was like the strongest laner mm-hmm. in the league. Yeah, oh yeah. He was like always getting these leads and like always pressure. The, the amount of pressure this guy put on lane and on side lane was just so wild. And like, People were like just memeing him. He kept doing silly stuff like tower diving, oh sorry, solution and dying. I I still have like I'm I'm I don't mean to turn this into a Jisuke pod, but like that one game against Dignitas, he tower both towers were still up, and he still went for a dive. It's just crazy to kind of yeah, think that's about. just Jisuke moment. <laughs> it's not too but much. He was really fun. I mean, it's not too much different from Jojo to be honest. I mean, that's how wild they are. But that's why you need a guy like Impact. You need some sanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not to say that he's like the grumpy old man. He has fun. He knows how to have fun. But yeah, I think it's really funny. I just, people just don't know it because they, he doesn't like talk a lot or like, mm-hmm. but he's, he's really funny. <laughs> I don't know. I've been following his career for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I, I know, I know him pretty well. So it's <laughs> like, he's a really silly guy. He's just like, he's very serious about the game. He loves the game so much. There's something that people say about him is that he never shows up about League of Legends. Like he's, he will be, <laughs> You will be having dinner with people like like Huni said this, I think. They will be having like dinner outside him and Corgi and like Impact. And Corgi and Impact never shut up about League of Legends. They're always talking about it. Wild. So like they never want to they never want to talk about anything else. It's it's their entire lives. Mm. He also talked like this year I don't know if this was last year, last year he had an interview and he's like, Yeah, I think I'm a workaholic because like I don't know think about anything else and uh and I the idea of stopping playing the game is what am I gonna do? I'm gonna be so bored. <laughs> He's just that type of person, you know. Mm. He's special. It's a special type of focus and a willingness to get better, and that lends to his longevity in this scene. To be honest, I mean, he. I think he's been playing so hard, so 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 long, just because he loves this game too much to quit it. It's like he's just. Just focus on improving, you know, he doesn't... Like, he has seen it all mm-hmm. at this point. Yes. Lowers, so many lows, so many highs. It's like, he's not going to be perturbed by having a bad game or two or three. Mm. I mean, he knows, he, knows who, he knows himself, he knows what he can. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be stopped by, like, a couple of bad moments bad or a couple moments. of bad times. And, like, mm-hmm. he has talked about that winning... I was just recently rewatching this episode of EG Files for the, for the summer playoffs from the series... Uh, versus 100 tips and he's like and he's saying that yeah winning is nice because people remember you mm. longer right if you win but like he's at that at that point of his career it's like he already has won so yes <laughs> that sure winning is nice but it's not everything you know you just gotta go and play the game mm. <laughs> man uh that's a mature mindset mentality that you're not you know going to and, and that plays a big part of it too right that he doesn't get too high get too low on himself because like you said he's seen it all he's experienced it all he knows how to bounce mm-hmm. back he knows how not to get overhyped um mm-hmm. and that speaks well also uh, i mean now transitioning to kind of like learning about impact off the rift you know uh, one of the things that did stand out is that he's very receptive to you know um growing 
in not just as a player but also taking care of himself he was very uh part of the uh when when i had the interview with dr respawn jordan uh that he was you know the one that would want to know how to take care of his uh, body and making sure that you know he has able to adapt and take in well those extra uh lessons or things that they offer to help players whereas the younger ones who are like i'm just going to focus on playing and i'll be doing well very well just mm-hmm. by playing uh since you I mean, mentioned he's, he's just... a workaholic and league is all his life do we have a lot to talk about what his life is like off the rift <laughs> uh there's some very fun, fun things about him in fact mm. first of all he loves coca-cola he loves coke so much literally that was his IGN when he started his career no you can go check it on Wikipedia. his name was that before <laughs> before he changed to impact like he just loves that like he famously said that he wanted to drink coke out of the summoner's cup Uh, (laughs) if he won worlds that's what he wanted and there's some pictures there's some pictures of skiddy one holding the cup over his mouth i don't know if you have seen yes i I remember (laughs) that picture it's really funny no coke on it yeah and then like even as uh, last year last year he was streaming he like turned off the cam and he opens up, and, he, and you can hear him open up a can of something that he wouldn't say it was, but it was clearly, it was clearly so bad, like, because, because he, he cannot say it because obviously uh, brand this stuff, you know? So mm-hmm. he's like, I'm having a monster, guys. Sponsorship. <laughs> because, you know, it's, all, it's a monster if anyone yes. asks. You know, anyone ask, I'm drinking monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, he really loves that. And he also loves hamburgers. Oh. I don't. They had a this segment. I think it was in spring. No, if it, no, it was last year. What last year? Last year they had this grubhub segment with him, mm. which they like. You know, they had these segments mm-hmm. of grubhub yeah, where they like had like food they broadcast. wanted to order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In between, yeah. So impact one was a hamburger, and like he literally one of the first things he said he wanted to do in America was to eat in and out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He, w- he really loves burgers, and he re- he's like. I mean, he loves food in general. He sure. seems to like really into, but especially he seems he seems to really like junk food. <laughs> Goes out of his way, Coke and hamburger. I think it'll, you can pay him in that. He'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of kind of really fun. Uh, there's this mention in, in our episode of Squad, which is the Team Liquid documentary, in which they were talking about how him and Cordelia literally went to have dinner at the same ramen place every single night <laughs> wow <laughs> so that's kind of really funny too that's crazy i can and i can see that happening like uh, knowing them <laughs> uh okay he still pretty much feels like a, a t- in some aspect uh. oh he also was talking about like he was hoping the tacos were good in mexico <laughs> what tacos the tacos were oh. good in mexico you know when he mm. was in playing so like i wonder if the tacos are good in mexico bags. huh wow that is well he likes food that that much we can gather mm-hmm. he definitely likes food for sure i can tell you that um and like i don't know yeah i don't know if he has any hobbies to be honest <laughs> i don't think he does <laughs> He only likes playing League of Legends. League of Legends and food and he coke. And that's all you he need. Doesn't think, he doesn't think he will be good at any other game. You know, some people say that pro gamers like, probably could be good in, pro gamers like, in different maybe... games. And he's like, you know, I, I've never felt like I'm good at any. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's honest, self-aware. But that's... that's. Oh, and he owns a tower. A, a what? <laughs> a tower. A... He owns a building. A, bi- building a whole tower? Had, has... No way. Yeah, a building. So he he saved money for seven years to buy himself a building in Korea that has his name outside, <laughs> and like he says, uh, 
I mean, is this an article for like uh -huh. three years ago, I think, where they talk about like his family lives there, but he also has like uh, boot camping space and all that. So I don't know how it's going right now. I haven't heard about the tower in a while, but like it's real, he's straight up bought a tower. I mean, he was rumored to be one of the highest, the highest player paid player in the LCS. I don't think it's that far off even nowadays, mm. like that he will be one of the highest contracts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not not the highest. I don't think he's the highest anymore. But at uh, the time when Team Liquid, um, when he started uh, on Team Liquid, he definitely. I think he definitely was. Mm. That I mean, that's the only way he could they could get him away from Jack at that point, uh, giving him best uh, the biggest contract. Um, but yeah, by now I'm sure like everyone else has ca caught up in in terms of contract. I mean, yeah, but I still think he must be earning a good amount. <laughs> <laughs> And as you pointed out in this last point here, I also looked that up. I was like, wow, this whole career, two pentakills, and I was fortunate to watch one of them. It happened with EG. Yep. So the thing about the pentakills is funny because the first one is not really a competitive pentakill. It was in a show match, <laughs> in a show match during OG and Masters. Mm. And he was like playing a weird uh, gangplank, <laughs> but he was also playing gangplank, you know? Yeah. So he got so his other pentacle was also on gameplay, but it was the old gameplay, you know, mm. the one before the rework. Right, with the new barrels. Do you remember the interaction? Old I think the the barrels yeah. was definitely reworked in some of the his Q. But yeah, it's crazy. Definitely Gangplank is one of his favorite champions, so I'm not surprised that he picked it up for a for a for a show match and then he got on it. And then up and then that was in twenty fourteen. <laughs> and then ever since then he uh, top lane pentacles are very right. rare. Uh Yes, it, it is rare, and it's not like uh, uncommon for certain players never to have never had a pentakill. But for him, in ten mm -hmm. years, and I got to it's see. It's funny that mm -hmm. they were. Yeah, but it was very funny that they were both game blank. <laughs> Could be his other signature, but that's never not a pocket pick per se for him. But he's good. he's fun to watch when he plays. No, game. that's a champion that he that, that he plays a lot. Mm -hmm. He plays a lot, and he puts a lot of work into it, and he. Uh, it is definitely one of his. I can say that. Mm -hmm. I think he likes that champion and Nar a lot, even if I hate Nar. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. it's, uh, Nar is a complicated champion because sometimes feels like pro gamers just play Nar because they like him, not because he's cool. <laughs> so it's like, and I get why they like him because he's like he's so so annoying to play against in lane. Like mm -hmm. he just wins lane by default, mm -hmm. and then but you can also team fight with it. It's just that sometimes he's not that strong, yeah. and you just play it because you're. Yeah. No, I totally Whatever. relate. So every time he picks Nar, I'm like, yeah. something else, please. Uh, for a player that has played for so long, he certainly um, leaves a lasting impression for us. And now, um, let me see. Anything else? Anything else you want to mention? We've covered a lot of his, um, you know, the impact, pun intended, that he has on us on the LCS on League of Legends itself, he probably belongs in the Hall of Fame if they ever make one. Um, and kind of a like I mentioned, he, he you already said the top die meme came about when he was in LCS. He found a good bond with Jisuke, and then became a very good mentor to Jojo. I would believe Jojo and uh, the younger players from EG. Um, yeah, anything else on your mind for your favorite player? <laughs> I mean, I always like the fact he's someone that it's not very flashy, but he's really good at what he does, which is making other people, making the life easier for his teammates, um, giving them space. I think he's a much stronger individual player than people give him credit for sometimes. Mm. And I think he's a great, uh, I don't even know how to say it, but like 
<laughs> he's just someone that's very clearly very valuable and like I think the fact that he's still playing at this level after so, so long, it's just very inspiring to me. I think, especially given how career longevity goes in League of Legends, it feels like not many people can maintain that that type of uh, that type of longevity. Mm-hmm. And he has managed to do it. And he continues to to talk about how he wants to keep going. You know how he doesn't want to he doesn't want to return them mm-hmm. soon. So so it's like I just think he does, that's just very aspi- inspiring. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think you have to have both, right? You can, you need to have that drive to continue, which we've seen a lot of uh, players not able to sustain that. Uh, you know, even for example, I will pick on uh, Double Lift, right? He there was moments where he just was like, I don't feel it anymore. Uh, feel like playing, but he's back, of course. And then, uh, of course, there are players that want to continue but their skills are just not uh, keeping up with the time. But Impact is able to do so. It's a rarity. We have him. We have Faker and I believe Deft are the only three I can name that has been there since the beginning. Um, uh, there's a couple of players in the West that also have been, I think. But yeah, the list is not that long. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, longest active LOL esports player. <laughs> I just think I should look that up right now. <laughs> Got to do this live on 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 like our recording. Um, but yeah, any sign, anyway, I'll let you sign off this time about Impact. You know, this is a special, special episode for him. Well, I, I, I already said a lot, and I, I just, you know, I'm very happy that I get to see him play League of Legends still in 2023. I'm very happy that his team looks super strong, and like, I, I, I know I am, I know I am here in the Livable podcast, um, <laughs> but I cannot wait to see Impact win another championship mm. on a different team because he just does that, you know. Yes. He just goes to another team and wins another championship, <laughs> and that's that's just the player he is. Mm. And I cannot wait for him to do it again and people to continue to say that he's washed, <laughs> even though he continuously proves that he is not. You know. Yeah. It is what it is. You're right. And you know, you and I are on the same thought wavelength. We went through his history and know that he just wins championships <laughs> with teams. And, he just wins. Uh, maybe we can give him summer, right? We can, we can give Flight Quest summer. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll okay. take spring. Thank we'll you. Be. So kind. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you so much. You, I think you did him uh, a good uh, service in, in, in talking about impact and he'll forever have a place in at evil geniuses um and we love him yeah thank you so much for all he did for us yeah Yeah. so until (laughs) next time folks i hope you enjoy these series um come back come back to us 2023 will be another exciting year and we'll have a chance to talk about the new players in our roster at the at this point next year that will be fun. Yes. That will be fun, yeah. It will I can't wait for that. Preview. It will be a hundred thieves hall of famer that we're gonna be talking about next time this time <laughs> next year. That's true. All right. Until next time, folks, live evil. It's not stopping. I hope it's good. Cool.